Um, the Holy Spirit, some people think it's like a force or a power. But no, he's not. He's not an it. The Holy Spirit is a person and he is actually God, part of the triune Trinity Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is actually the very presence of God. And he lives in all believers as a seal that guarantees our eternal salvation and new forever life with Jesus in heaven. That's what the Bible calls our inheritance in Christ. So today, my friend and sister in Christ, Patsy Ho, is with us. She's the former teaching leader from Bible Study Fellowship, and today we're going to be talking about Pentecost and what happened when Jesus told the disciples to wait for the gift he had promised. Um, so we're going to jump right in and we're going to talk about Pentecost today. So what is the history of Pentecost and how do we read it in the New Testament book of Acts? about the gift that Jesus promised. Well, Pentecost is the name given to the day God the Holy Spirit descended from heaven. And he descended to live in everyone who believes in Jesus as savior. So this event is recorded in the book of Acts in chapter two. Now the word Pentecost actually means 50, five zero. Now this is because it happened 40 days after Jesus was resurrected and 10 days after his ascension. And this event is one of God's promises fulfilled. Now you see, God had prophesied in the Old Testament book in Joel that he would pour out his spirit on all his people in the last days. And that's Pentecost. You know, what, what were the disciples doing before the gift of the Holy Spirit was given? Well, the disciples were all together in one room. You see, just before Jesus ascended into heaven in Acts chapter 1, verse 4, he told his disciples to wait in Jerusalem, but the gift that God the Father promised. So this gift was the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Jesus spelled it all out clearly. If you're not sure, go take a look at it in verse 4. And so when it came down, oh, what an amazing sight and sound that must have been. So scripture says, it sounded like a violent wind blowing through that came from heaven. It filled the whole house. Now the disciples were all together in one room waiting. They had no idea what was going to happen. They've been waiting and praying. And suddenly this violent wind came and there were tongues of fire and they came and it rested on each believer. And, then, and what you could actually see was that as they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they began to speak in different languages. Okay, now, because Pentecost coincided with the Jewish festival of weeks, um, that's when the first fruits were sacrificed to God. There were lots of people from different nations that were in Jerusalem. And what was amazing is that they began to hear the wonders of God spoken in their native language. Now, we have to remember that Jesus' disciples were just ordinary men with little formal schooling. So it was a real miracle for them to suddenly praise God in a foreign language and we see it was so great and such a an outpouring of god himself that uh, verse 41 told us three thousand people believed and trusted jesus as their savior so patsy how can we as believers in christ receive this free gift 
Well, Acts 2 uh, verse 38 tells us to repent and be baptized. So salvation is basically a two-step process. Repent means to realize who God is and what he has done for us. You see, Jesus took the punishment of your sins and my sins when he willingly died on the cross. And because Jesus has absolved us of all our wrongdoings, God is no longer angry at us. When we realize this great truth and how much God really loves us, we repent when we decide to follow God and not do life on our terms. So in other words, repent means to turn away from building your life on your own selfish desires. It's not looking to money or career for reliance on success. It's not looking for romance or technology or science to give your life meaning. You see, these things will never be enough. When we put our hope in things, anxiety, envy, resentment, depression, possessiveness, and entitlement will plague us. What we need to do is we need to repent from denying that Jesus is God. We need to repent from making God unimportant and insignificant in our lives. Now, it's not enough to know about God and in His claims. You have to believe by faith and trust in what Jesus has done for you. When you do so, the Holy Spirit comes to live in you. And then step two is baptism, which is a public confession that you are a follower of Jesus Christ. No secret agent believers. Thank you for watching The Call with Nancy Sebado. If you like this segment, please share it. Until next time, may the Lord bless you.